Would you bet a few thousand dollars that you could sink an eight-foot putt? What about 10 grand that you could win a drag race against a Camaro with a thousand horsepower? If you bet $2 million, could you bet it all on one football game? Maybe you wish you could, but you probably wouldn't. Gamblers is about the people who did. From the Ringer Podcast Network, listen to Gamblers Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Rollback. Today it is Power Hour every week. We are power ranking something on Wednesdays during the season. This week, we are ranking the players that you feel the most intense about having drafted. Either the players you're the happiest with for drafting, the players that make you feel super smart, or the players that have absolutely screwed you and you are filled with anger and hate and regret, self-loathing, all the above. Like, no, nobody in the middle. It's all the extremes. That's what we're ranking. It's Which players... Which players have you in your feels, as the kids say? Yeah, we're not doing anything in the middle. We're like politics, just the extremes. <laughs> okay, so if you're not familiar with Power Hour, it's very simple. We're going to go through a little intensity rankings. DK and I sent our rankings to Craig. Craig has ranked them all. So we're going to go through. Every two minutes, you're going to hear this sound from Tom Tom Club. Oh! Great Shout song. Out Kai. Yeah. I love actually being able to hear it. It's amazing. Kai is playing the audio. As Dika said last week, we admitted our longstanding ruse that we actually have not heard the audio the entire time. Craig added in post. <laughs> now we actually hear it and our, we don't have to live a lie anymore, which is very nice. They're playing it on Monday Night Football, which is excellent. I think that we did that. I think so, too. It's a good time. If you work for ESPN and you actually listen to our show and it gave you the idea, can you just email us at ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com? <laughs> we won't anonymously. I just want confirmation personally. We won't even share it on the show. I just want confirmation. Okay. So with all that said, let's go through it. Craig, give us our power hour. So I'm ranking these just in total level of intensity. I'm not going like the first five positive, the next five negative. I'm, I'm going to just pick whichever I want, but each player will be ranked in terms of how intense your feeling of, of happiness is or of disappointment. And remember that human beings feel disappointment like four times more than, than love and that we're inherently not a grateful species. Most people hate losing more than they like winning. That's for sure. Yeah. Which is why, and we'll start the timer right now. All three of us had this person as our number one. Uh, this is a person you are distraught about, not happy. It is Kyle 
Pitts, mm. tight end, Tough. ruining. So all three of us obviously had this person. Uh, he's the LVP, right? He's the LVP of the season. We're at the quarter mark. <laughs> We're four, four games in. It's been an unmitigated disaster. He's averaging five fantasy points per game, which is 23rd amongst tight ends. He's behind OJ Howard and Colby Parkinson. Jesus. Points. Kyle Pitts would be the third best fantasy tight end on the Seattle Seahawks. You know, I, you know, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. He's averaging two and a half touches per game. And you know what's annoying is it's obviously all Arthur Smith's fault, right? Like Kyle right. Pitts is only running routes on 75% of the team's dropback. So that means three out of every four times Mariota throws a path pass, Kyle Pitts is running a route. But that means one in four passes. The best tight end prospect ever is just not running a route. He's just not even available to throw the ball to. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, like, are we, where are you directing your emotions? Are you physically mad at Kyle Pitts or do you just, like, hate Arthur Smith? I'm, I'm more of the latter. I saw somebody, uh, Jordan Lupe, last night <laughs> tweeted out a picture of Kyle, of Arthur Smith. He goes, Arthur Smith looks like a vampire who feeds only on Kyle Pitt owners, Kyle Pitt's owners. <laughs> I'm like, dude, he is Colin Robinson. He is just getting so much joy from us being so upset about this Kyle Pitt situation. He's just like, he's eating it up. Can we call him Count Arthur? <laughs> just a, count Arthur. Falcons two and two, tied for first in the division. Just going to throw it out there. They won the game. Too busy winning. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy winning. But you know what I was thinking about? Do you guys do you guys ever watch the Pete Holmes stand up where he talks about how weird it is that we like that the just human existence and that we all just accept that we live on a planet that is like hurtling through space? <laughs> Life makes no sense. You're on a planet right now. You think you're in America? Zoom out. You're on a space rock floating in nothingness, infinite nothingness, and the infinite nothingness is expanding. That means endlessness is getting bigger. That makes no fucking sense. We all just act like it's normal. Like, oh, we're, everything's made of molecules. Okay. Got it. I'll never think about that again. <laughs> And he's like, and we're just supposed to accept that that space is infinite? That doesn't make any fucking sense. And he's like, that's how I feel every time I look at Kyle Pitts. I'm like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. It's kind of like if someone tells you space is infinite, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. If there's a sign that says wet paint, you're like, ah, I don't know. I should touch it. I don't know. I don't know. That's bad. <laughs> um, oh, so anyway, man. Kyle Pitts, absolute lock to be the first one. Uh, so second yeah. here. I'm going to go, I'm going to flip to the other side. This is one of the most rewarding draft picks. The most rewarding, in my opinion. Uh, Heifetz had him the highest here. Amon Ra St. Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amon Ra is the reason that we kept telling people to not draft the running backs in the middle rounds. And again, I, Josh Jacobs ends up being fantastic, but a lot of those running backs, it wasn't about the guys. It was that the league-winning player is buried somewhere in like the middle rounds of the top 100. Amon Ra, you know, he had an ankle injury last week. Obviously, he was out. But like Amon Ra looks like that guy. So the first three weeks of the season, Amon Ra had as many catches as Justin Fields had completions, period. <laughs> like Amon Ra St. Brown is that dude. And again, this is not just the season. Basically, again, since like December of last year, going on eight, more, basically a half season plus yeah. at this point, the best receivers in fantasy football have been in Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson and Amonra St. Brown and Devontae yeah. Adams. Like those have been, and Jamar Chase, that's the top five. And he's there. And you got him maybe 50th. It's incredible. 
Yeah, he is. So I think every year we always do this, but it's like, who's this year's Cooper Cup? Even though Cooper Cup had a historic outlier of a season, like not going to be repeated, although he might repeat it this year himself. Um, <laughs> but like everybody's looking for like the next Amon or the, the next Cooper Cup. Amon Ra is that guy. Like he's averaging 20.5 half PR points per game. It was just second only to Cooper Cup this year. You had to draft Cooper Cup as the wide receiver one, probably. Amon Ra was the wide receiver 26 in ADP. Like, this is the greatest bargain. This is like finding a fucking Monet at a yard sale or something. You know what I mean? Like, this is incredible. The, the feeling is so great. That's why he's the MVP of the season, even though he's not the number one scoring player at the wide receiver right. position. He's the MVP because of the value you've extracted from him in where you drafted him. Well, we Come on, Tom, Tom, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That, that was We've the first time ever we're waiting for it for so long that we just had the timer up but now we don't know the time we don't see the timer so we're like oh i wonder if this is gonna end maybe it was we better like, when we couldn't I'll, hear it there it is <laughs> a long time ago we were like should we do one minute two minutes three minutes we landed on two every once in a while it's way too long <laughs> that doesn't i mean it doesn't counteract for like the, literally one time ago we were just talking about how like paint is wet and the universe is forever way after the timer went off so Okay, yeah, no, number three together. here. This player is one of the most rewarding players to have drafted. Saquon Barkley. Uh, we all oh, had hell him. Yeah. D DK and I had him number one over Amon Ra. DK, take it. Yeah, so this is the dream. I mean, this is what we all wanted this him to be. Dream. We're living the dream, the dream right now. It's just like Will Ferrell. <laughs> like, from what it crashes. He's um, the number one running back in PPR. <laughs> this is, uh, is this our best call so far as a show? Yes, but it... But also, like, we were kind of high on him last year, and that didn't really work out. So now it's just like... I the, was not. The Don't universe put me in is that evening group. out. Well, Craig and I, okay, how about that? Here's the deal. Here's here's what we wanted. This is why I say it's the dream. Like, Saquon is the utilization king so far this year. He is the RB1, first of all, in points per game in, in PPR. Uh, he is first in both snap rate and total snaps. He's first in rushes. He's first in rushing yards. He has 99 total touches, which is first. He's first in scrimmage yards. He's first in routes per team dropback. So he's running a route at a higher rate than any other running back. I mean, this is like, the, this is everything you could want in a fantasy player. The only thing he's not first in is touchdowns, which means there's meat on the bone here. Like he could score more touchdowns and be even more ridiculously awesome. So I don't know. I just love Saquon. The reason I was out on Saquon last year was that he doesn't have he last year I feel like coming off the ACL in his first season he's not going to have the juice and this offense is worse than people think with Jason Garrett as the coordinator. This season <laughs> everyone Garrett. was kind of out on Saquon it was ridiculous but it was the opposite. He's going to have the juice back this year cuz he's got the time from ACL and then the offense will be better cuz Jason Garrett's gone. That's been exactly more or less what's been going on despite the injuries. But the part about Saquon having the juice I think this sums it up really well. This season Saquon already has 5 plays of 20 plus yards. Mm, yes. He had five plays of 20 plus yards in the last three seasons combined. 2019, 2020, 2021. He had five 20 plus yard plays. He's already matched that this season. Love that. I think that's it. Oh, time, time. I think this is why you have to remember. You have to, this is why we track injuries so much, right? Like you have to, and, and I think we're learning to do this a little bit better as we go along. Um, we should have been lower on Saquon last year coming off of the injury. And now like it makes a lot of sense that he's healthy and he's finally back to like the freakish athleticism that got him drafted second overall. So uh, yeah. And I think that's hard for fantasy managers in general. It's hard to shake off that, that injury reputation. And it, yeah. it, it, it probably felt like a bigger gamble to draft 
Saquon this year than it actually was in reality. Absolutely. All right, next guy here, number four. I'm staying positive once again. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, man. Ooh. Uh, yeah. This was like, I feel like the Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance thing was like two ships in the night. One was going to make Ugh. it and one wasn't. <laughs> and the fantasy analyst hyped up both and Hurts prevailed. And hopefully you were one of the lucky ones who got Jalen Hurts, who's the quarterback three right now, who's been amazing. But I didn't add Trey Lance on this list because injury doesn't, I, t t the, the, the spirit of this exercise is not right. about if, if a guy got hurt or not. But it, it felt like it still could have been going in that direction anyway. But to stick with Hurts, Heifetz, you and I had him the highest. Why don't you take it? Yeah, it's certainly it's it certainly is frustrating. Where I think we were just beating the drumbeat all off season, all preseason of like you want a rushing quarterback, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Lance. We like Lance at the value, but like it was all of them, and then Lance is gone. Hurts is incredible. Like I, I mean, Jalen Hurts. So since he replaced Carson Wentz in December 2020, the only quarterbacks who've actually been better than Jalen Hurts in fantasy football are like Josh Allen, Lamar, and Justin Herbert. Like that's it. On a per game basis, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts has been better than Patrick Mahomes. He's incredible. And it, like as a pure rusher, like just as a pure rusher, Jalen Hurts has more rushing points than Alvin Kamara since he became a starter. He has more rushing points than Ezekiel Elliott since he became a starter. I'm not including the receiving work, obviously, because Jalen Hurts is not catching passes. So if you t strip that out, like he is two players fused together. Yeah, I love that. I was, I'm just looking at the... Percentage, this is a, sorry, this is a tangent. I'm looking at the percentage of fantasy points that are rushing. And because, so obviously he gets a lot of his fantasy production from rushing. He is right now fifth among quarterbacks in rushing fantasy point rate. Guess who's first? Kenny Pickett with 110% of his <laughs> fantasy points oh, coming from rushing. I just, that was funny because, uh, you know, obviously he rushed, he rushed for two touchdowns in his first game. Um, anyway, but yes, no, Jalen Hurts, man. It, it's just really fun to see him co like come along as a passer too. Obviously, the we knew that the rushing was there. Um, but yeah, ha having the ability to like do it, do both and like be a long-term starter just makes him so much more exciting long-term as a fantasy guy. Not to disrespect Tom Tom, but I'm going to do it. Are you guys at all coming around on the whole, like, the rules of fantasy are kind of dumb and that we should probably no. just the scoring and somehow, like, no part of this bothers you that, like, it doesn't the bother whole, me like, enough. Well, rushing points are just quarterbacks that rush to, like, a quarterback that passes for 10 yards in a first down, that's just worth less than a quarterback who scrambles for 10 yards? Yeah, but here's the thing. The stat that we just gave about the percentage of fantasy points that come from rushing, like, Jalen Hurts, 43% of his fantasy points come from rushing, and you're like, that's so lame, like... You know, that that takes away from players who j strictly are, are pocket passers. Well, Justin Fields, 55% of his fantasy points come from rushing. Justin Fields sucks. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah. necessarily mean that rushing quarterbacks are just the cheat code. You still got to be good. Yeah, I get. I, I know, but it's just, it, it, no part of you thinks it's weird that when a quarterback runs, it's just worth two and a half times, basically, what it is when they get the same yardage. I don't really give a shit. What, about, what if they just make it sick? What if it's just, let's have passing touchdowns be worth six and call it a day? Like, I don't really, that that's like the easy solution. Change takes time. And I think all of us now officially kind of endorsing the pivot to Superflex has delayed this whole, like, changing fantasy points for quarterbacks thing. Because now it's like, quarterbacks are, are now valuable again regardless of the rushing because of Superflex. So I'm, I'm currently happy with how quarterbacks sit in the fantasy landscape. We'll have to discuss this. It's kind of, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts is good at fantasy. Fantasy's kind of dumb, but Jalen Hurts is good at it. Uh, okay, next guy here. Uh, fifth guy on the list. I'm going back to negative. Somebody you were absolutely distraught over. All three of us had this person. Alan Robinson, man. Ugh. I mean, this is starting to get like sad. <laughs> 
or like embarrassing. I'm not right. exactly sure. You know what's funny? After last night, uh, Allen Robinson has scored the exact same amount of points as Kyle Pitts this year. <laughs> so well, can I actually, I'll make it. I'll make it worse. Is so last year, Allen Robinson was so bad. He Allen Robinson was the Kyle Pitts of last year, where he was a top forty pick. And after a month, people were like, "Should I just drop him? He's not doing anything." Allen Robinson's worse this year. The yeah. whole point of this season was, well, he wasn't like trying in Chicago because he was mad the team was so bad. He didn't practice the fields and the Bears sucked. But the Rams paid him $30 million guaranteed. And he's literally, he has 50 fewer yards through four games than he did last year. Like, and he's just, all the targets he has are just fades in the end zone. Like he's basically not a part of the offense. Even Richard Sherman was saying on Twitter, like, this is bizarre. Like the, his role in the offense, either Alan, Richard Sherman saying this, either Robinson's cooked or there's zero chemistry. Mm. And it, the only thing that makes me feel better, because we liked Alan Robinson, or at least I liked Alan Robinson coming into the season. The only thing that makes me a little better and feel better is the Rams were just wrong. Like the Rams clearly had the same evaluation and they were wrong. Like, like they gave him 30 million guaranteed. He's not Cooper cup had more targets last night on Monday night football than Allen Robinson has all season. Well, yeah. And the other thing that's weird is he was like a freaking superstar in training camp. Like you couldn't stop hearing about him. Like every day he was making a huge play, but it turns out like that doesn't translate exactly. Such just fades in the end zone. Yeah, I know. I, we got to put this under I, the the training camp hype. That was horse shit for next well, year. I think if anything, it's like, man, we just need to stop listening to training camp hype, period. Memento like, fact, tattoo. Like, go, go the other direction. Um, yes, George Costanza it. Yeah. So... The other thing, God, Ben, or Alan Robinson's being tied with Kyle Pitts is sad, but it's also uh, hilarious because Skoronic, what's his name? Skoronic? Ben Skoronic. Ben Skoronic also has exactly the same amount of points. 20? 20 yeah. points? He has, th which it makes me sad for Alan Robinson, but God, that makes me even more sad for Kyle Pitts. Ben Skoronic has scored the same amount of points as Kyle fucking Pitts. Alan uh, Robinson is the wide receiver 72 in fantasy football. Okay, but here, real question, real question. If you are two and two and you're like, should you, can you cut Alan Robinson? Are you going to no. be upset? He's not a part of the offense. Like, oh yeah, yeah no, of course. I'm just saying, obviously you shouldn't cut Alan Robinson. He's really good. You yeah. drafted him high, blah, blah. But once you get past that, is he just, is he actually have a real chance of being a, a fantasy player that you're going to start and feel good about? If Cooper Cup, if Cooper Cup gets hurt. Yeah, sure. I, I still think even if Cup doesn't get hurt, Yes, maybe it's a sunk cost fallacy, but I, I, I don't think he's droppable. I mean, he's still seeing like five, six targets a game. I know that's not a lot. He's third in the league in end zone targets. But even that, who cares? Like, if he I gets the think one, he's droppable. I think he's. I, th I kind of think he might be droppable because even yeah. oh, end zone targets. But that's it. He has no. It's just the end zone targets. Even if he reels one of them in, it's one of those games where he has two catches, fourteen yards, a touchdown. That's still single digit points. Like, yeah, who he's cares? like Matt Asiata now, where you just hope he has like a one yard punch in. That's about all he has. Tyler Higby is this team's wide receiver too. Yeah. I want to be super. Yes, I want to be. And then Vince Jefferson might come back. I want to be super clear. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I am not saying just go out there and cut Allen Robinson. What I'm saying is if you have a, a team that's deep and you look at all your other guys, and you're like, I don't know who to cut. And you've been wondering about Allen Robinson. I think that's that's OK. I'm not saying everyone should do it. But like if you can, it's not crazy because we haven't seen anything in the first month to suggest he has a role in this team. Obviously, the Rams also noticed this and are going to try to get him involved. So he might. But there's been no evidence of it thus far. Yeah, it's tough. I hope Alan Robinson's staying off the internet. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Next one here. This is a guy who we all feel distraught over, but Heifetz, you had him the highest. Jonathan Taylor, the number one Mm. overall pick. Yeah, JT, Jonathan Taylor, the irony of he was the safe pick. It was like everyone, you, everyone who does fantasy in any capacity was like, Oh yeah, well, Jonathan Taylor, easy. Number one pick. If you, you know, you want a safe pick, we had McCaffrey first. Jonathan had a great week one. I think he had like 27 points mm-hmm. since then. He's got like 20 total points. Like if like quietly, you haven't noticed this. It's not very noticeable. The Colts have been bad, but if you have Jonathan Taylor, the, the last three weeks, He's the 36th best running back. He's literally behind J.D. McKissick. He's behind Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, Jeff Wilson. Those are backup running backs who are just better than Jonathan Taylor the last three weeks. Like he's, I mean, never mind leagues behind Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams. Like if you have him and you're getting lapped and now he's hurt on top of that and he has this angle injury, like you can't, the Colts have imploded. Matt Ryan's awful. The line's awful. This is why people have trust issues. Uh, yeah, part of me is like, it's going to get better and he's going to turn this around because I think at this time last year, he was like, he, he got off to a really slow start again last year too and then really turned it on, you know, in the middle of the season. So don't give up hope. But obviously, you know, what we've seen so far has been extremely disappointing. The, the crazy thing is, dude, he has exactly the same amount of rushing attempts as Nick Chubb. <laughs> it's like the number yeah. two running back in PPR. He's the number one running back in half PPR. Like, that that's got to be kind of depressing because the volume has not been a problem. It's just been he hasn't turned it into anything at this point. So well, and it's rare that a, a number one overall pick just isn't good. I mean, like if you right. if you if you go back, I mean, the last two have been McCaffrey, and every time McCaffrey's on the field, he's great. Before that, it was like Saquon. Once again, every time Saquon's playing the full game, he's 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 delivering every every game. Before that, it's like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. Like these guys never had seasons where they just kind of weren't very effective. Yeah, it happening without an injury is crazy. So yeah, he'll, he will get better, hopefully. Thank thank goodness that he, he's not like really hurt. It sounds like this is going to be a, a short stint on the injury. He's probably report. a buy low. Yeah, the person yeah, he has it might be panicking. Next up here, I'm I'm switching back to positive. Uh, man, is it rewarding to have drafted the Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, and just kind of the norm core running backs of, of fantasy football? <laughs> norm core. <laughs> Just the normies are, are really paying <laughs> off. Miles Sanders is is the the RB eight, and Josh Jacobs is the RB nine. I kind of see them together now. They're like they're like a buddy cop comedy same, to me. Yeah, exactly. They're the same guy. Sanders and Jacobs. Uh, they're getting a lot of work. Sanders is sixth in carries in the league. Josh Jacobs is seventh in carries. Josh Jacobs looks really good. That dude has a highlight mm. once a week that makes him look like the best running back in the league. Josh Jacobs is twenty four years old. That's He's crazy. a month older than Najee Harris. <laughs> Holy shit, that's weird. 
there is still so much time left for yeah. Josh Jacobs to like continue to be a very relevant and good fantasy running back. I think he's in the last year of his deal, right? For the Raiders. I think so. Yes. They did not pick up his fifth year option. If he leaves to go somewhere good, like jo I think Josh Jacobs w could potentially be like a top 12 draft pick next year. Wow. If he goes to the yeah. right team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was always the argument is like, he's a good player. They just don't give him any usage in the passing game over the last few years, but he's actually been like, he had five catches last week. Um, he's been a big part of this offense and he's had, has like a really high snap rate. Josh Jacobs says this was, I guess this is another good lesson to learn is like in the fantasy industry, like we, we have to make a lot of assumptions based on like predictions and what's going to happen in the season. And we probably went too far in assuming this was going to be like a big, you know, timeshare and, and it's not turned into a timeshare whatsoever. In fact, they, they're like using him as a three down guy. So, um, love to see that he's and, and of course, like he always has, like you said, one or two, like highlight rushes every game. And then for Sanders, like regression was just going to come for him. Like he's scoring touchdowns now. Like that was like, he scored literally zero touchdowns last year. I think, I think Boston Scott vultured eight touchdowns literally last year. And the timeshare is less, is less extreme. Between yeah. Scott Gainwell and Sanders, I mean, they're they're committing to Sanders more than they ever have. Yeah. He had twenty seven carries last week. Sanders, yeah, yeah, Sanders obviously was going to score a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, obviously, I was down in him all preseason. I'm sticking with it. Still sucks. Get out of here! What are you talking okay. about? <laughs> Double down, die on the hill. Yeah. I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down. I don't care. You I'm think he's bad? No, no, he's a good player. He's not going. I'm doubling down. I think last week will be his best week of the season. And you'll look back and be like, that was the sell high. He's the RB9. Where do you think he's going to end up finishing on the year? Uh, like RB23 or something like that? It's always hard with the totals versus the per game. Also, you saying last week he's going to, that was his peak. He had 32 points last week in fantasy. So no, that's no, no. Exactly I mean, like, you'll look take. back and be like, oh, that would have been a nice sell high. I'm doubling down. I'm not giving in yet. <laughs> okay. I'm holding, I'm going to die on the hill. <laughs> so Ifus is having terrible vibes about this. But Leave Craig and my I like corpse it. behind. Okay. <laughs> Well, everybody who has Josh Jacobs on your team, I hope you're happy right now because you should be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next guy here. We have three more. I'm going with one of the rewarding players. All three of us had this guy, but I'm going to give it to DK. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Love this. So he is he is pretty much exactly what we thought he was going to be. He has a 6.5 target rate right now, which is like really low. Who gives a fuck? He's just so good at running the football. It doesn't matter. How are we matter. still Plus talking about target rate first? He's the number one running back at half PPR. Why did target rate come up first? Because that was why we were fading him. That everybody's known he's really good. Here's the problem: he doesn't catch passes, of course. So, like, we overreact to that. Um, but we do this all the time, where we like, really can't see the forest or the trees. Right. He's exactly. He's so freaking good, and he's going to get fed. Also, like, Kareem Hunt has been weirdly quiet this year. Like last year, Kareem Hunt definitely stole his thunder. I think when they were both playing and they were both healthy, like Kareem Hunt was actually scoring more points than him in half PPR and PPR. So that was another reason I think people were like you know, a little bit nervous about this, but Kareem Hunt's been relatively quiet and it's been the Chubb show. So um, if you, you know, decided not to care not about that target rate thing, like good on you because that's, that was, that's looking like a really good decision right now. Do you think Kareem Hunt, it was the, uh, the, the in training camp trade request where he just decided not to practice for like two days and then the that Browns was such like, a weird, no, and then he just went back. That was such a weird series of events. I don't, I'd like to hear more like what happened there. My my take from the take purge slash the hottest take show where I said fantasy prep is a waste of time in the offseason. There is a direct correlation, I bet, yeah. between 
the amount of time somebody spent preparing for their fantasy draft and their lack of interest in Nick Chubb. I mm-hmm. think the more you prepare for fantasy, the more you read and listened to, the less you were into Nick Chubb. The guy who showed up, who was kind of the fringe dude in your fantasy league, who's, has a really, who works in finance and doesn't have time to prepare, and just sits down and goes, all right, who should I take? Oh yeah, Nick Chubb, he's <laughs> always good and drafted him. That guy's killing it right now. Chubb is second in rushing yards, second in scrimmage yards, second in rushing touchdowns. And he's second in PPR points. This is how we talk about people right before you should trade them away. 100%. I was just you about to say, is Nick Chubb so high? high. <laughs> <laughs> when we're just like, well, obviously he's the best player. He's really like, no, he's trade People away. are upset about our sell high on CEH stuff. That's good. I think that's going to age well eventually. It did I not stand age by well it. this week. Yeah, but, we're yeah, sorry that he had a great game as Here's soon as thing, you trade him away. Get somebody really good if you're going to trade high on these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Clyde has three <laughs> touchdowns on his three, like 13 catches, and he's three receiving touchdowns. He has scored on 10% of his touches. The touchdown that, that he caught from Mahomes on Sunday night, which was like Mahomes did a pirouette and like a dance, and then like. Yeah, yeah. That's going to happen every week. Yeah, like that is the, that <laughs> that play is a perfect encapsulation of Clyde's season so far. So. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry that the people metaphor. traded him away, missed out on that week, but if you still have him, we actually still think you should trade Clyde away. This yeah, one we he, are. He's we like are a top five down running this. back right now. He's not yeah. going to sustain it. It's like Heifetz saying Josh Jacobs' best game is in the past. Yes, it is. Tr- like Clyde is not going to be the RB five when the season ends. I, and can I, I can I reiterate? If you're going to trade him, get somebody good. That's all. I'm dying on the hill for Josh Jacobs. What I meant is, you'll look back and be like, oh yeah, I wish I'd traded him at that moment in time when everyone was like, yeah, we were wrong. It did suck that Clyde got like 20 carries. He was scoring off very minimal touches, and then he gets like 20 carries. <laughs> Anywho, next guy here, two more. This is a player we're all distraught about. Uh, Heifetz, I mean, D- DK and I had him. Najee Harris. Yeah. yeah. Um, Najee Harris has been milk toast this year, and the injury to his foot was not promising. We kind of uh, ignored the offensive line in the offseason. We talked ourselves into things couldn't get any worse, right? Look what he did last year. Look at all the carries he got. Um, at the very least, he's going to put up the exact same type of numbers. Turns out that has not been the case. They have scaled back his usage. The offensive line actually looks even worse. The offense is more disheveled because uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, even though he has a stronger arm than Ben Roethlisberger, doesn't know how to run an offense and throw to the correct people like Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Um, And now we have Kenny Pickett, who I actually think is going to check down less to Najee Harris. Mm. So... He's he's kind of just a huge waste of space on your roster. You can't sit him. You're not going to be able to trade him, and you have to start him. I agree. <laughs> I think that I, I was yes. I was a big believer that the, while the Steelers line was bad, Ben Roethlisberger always being in shotgun would make the running game a little better, even though the line was bad. I also just kind of was obsessed with the idea that the Steelers were leading the NFL in shotgun rate inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the 5, even though like they're the Steelers. It didn't make any sense. And so... I felt that Najee would probably offset some of the dump offs he's getting with Roethlisberger by just scoring more. But the Trubisky offense of the Steelers was really just worse than, I mean, I honestly, I, even though I've seen Trubisky play, it was still worse than I could have imagined. And I'm hoping that it picks up with Kenny Pickett because Najee's in no man's land where not quite bad enough to trade away. No one wants him, but like not good enough that you are happy about playing him. And he's just kind of, as Craig said, where we all kind of thought Josh Jacobs would be just this like dude who's getting enough points. He's kind of like running back purgatory. Yeah, he's remember my my take birds that he might just be David Montgomery. Turns he's out David Montgomery worse. might <laughs> David Montgomery's pretty good. Yeah. Uh this Josh Najee, Jacobs is Najee Harris. The yeah. Najee thing this makes me think um 
we, we live in a world right now where it's very dangerous to say it can't be any worse than this, right? Like it can't get any worse. Our political climate, our actual climate. Our, like, I was gonna say our real climate. It can't get any worse, right? Like I feel like we keep we have made this mistake a few times lately where it's like, oh, this can't get any worse. Like Ben, ben Rothsberger was like the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. Wait, can't get any worse. Oh god. On that note, the one I don't Craig, if you have this guy on the list. I mean, we have to do DJ Moore next because that's the Panthers in a nutshell, right? <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. DJ Moore. Oh, like, I can't believe I forgot to put him on the list. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I, I, he was my correct. last. He was last. He was Can I hijack guy. it? Sure. Just yeah. Put him. So this to me is like the DJ Moore experience. Like it can't be worse. All we said yes, was, yes. well, the Panthers offense can't get worse. Baker Mayfield. No one's worse than Darnold. <laughs> the Panthers offense has been worse. Last year, the it's Panthers were second to last in, in, uh, like expected points added. The Panthers are just dead last this year and expected points added. They're the worst offense in football, I would say. I mean, I guess the Bears' medieval attempts to, I don't know how to compare, but like among people, the 31 teams doing actual NFL football, the Panthers are disgusting and decrepit. Baker has been horrible. Mm. And DJ Moore is out here. I mean, it, the numbers are in him are kind of astonishing. Like you think about how bad Allen Robinson's been, but DJ Moore has fewer yards than, again, Ben Skoranek, you know, the Rams cosplaying fullback. Digimore has been worse than Ashton Doolin for the Colts, DeAndre Carter for the Chargers, <laughs> Richie on. James on the Giants, Alameda Zacchaeus and the Falcons. These people have more yards than Digimore. Again, those are people who are not actually like starting players, really. Not mm -hmm. in fantasy, like in real life. They're not actual starters. This offense Jeez. is, first of all, Baker's the most blitzed quarterback in the NFL, which basically means every defensive coordinator sizing him up and be like, this guy sucks. He is indecisive. He can't process. He's double clutching. He has the most batted passes through four weeks on record. I mean, that's got to be the most frustrating thing about this whole thing is he keeps getting like he has guys wide open. The passes just keep getting batted down because he's short and they, yeah. and he's and he's slow. It's it's crazy. So DJ Moore is getting weighed down. But to bring it all home, I regret the like a few of the assumptions we made. I agree. It's like a memento tattoos. Two of them I wanted I want to get Memento tattooed. Again, if you haven't seen Memento, it's like the guy's short-term amnesia. So he just has to get tattooed on him. He's trying to find who killed his wife and he's getting tattoos, all the clues on him. And we want to do that under the off season when we forget <laughs> everything. And yeah. the tattoos I want are every time you have to say, Well, it can't get worse, or <laughs> well, it will be better than next year, especially offensive lines. The assumption that a quarterback or an offensive line will just be an upgrade. We need to interrogate. Just because it's another year. Just because a year has passed does not mean things will automatically get better. Also, I'm getting tattooed yeah. on my forehead backwards so I can read it in the mirror. Mm. No cube, no receivers with shitty quarterbacks. Just not doing it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's, it's the same thing with Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is the same oh, yeah. thing. It's, yeah. I think of Terry McLaurin and T.J. Moore as like the same person now. I feel very bad about hyping up D.J. Moore in the preseason. I'm sorry for everyone who listened to that. Uh, I'm so yeah, mad about sorry. it, honestly. So that rounds out our 10. I did have two honorable mentions I wanted to toss out. One good, one bad. Um, the positive one is Gerald Everett. You know, we always joked about oh, yeah. you know, how the one, it's like the Tobias Funke. Everybody deludes <laughs> themselves into thinking that, you know, it's going to work for them. That was us with tight ends. You know, you thinking that the one diamond in the rough tight end guy you have is actually going to pan out. Well, it kind of was that for Gerald Everett. He's the fifth tight end in fantasy football right yeah. now. Yeah. And maybe a lot of it's tied to Keenan Allen pulling his hamstring and missing the last three weeks. But I don't know. I even think upon Keenan Allen's return, Gerald Everett will hold strong. Gerald Everett's really good. He kind of has yep. bricks for hands. But um, <laughs> he, has, he has one or two game-swinging plays like a year. Egregious <laughs> drops. <laughs> 
Dude, he was the guy that they targeted on that pick six against the the Raiders. Yeah, he I think. gave up on that yeah, play yeah. against the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. He just well, stopped he running. Gave, no, he was exhausted, and he, Everett, but he didn't run the yeah. route. He had he just was, run for thirty yards. Yeah, but that doesn't mean just not do You're a fucking anything. NFL player. He run the route. To, I know, but he was motioning athlete. to come off the field. <laughs> okay, but you can't just give up if you don't get subbed out. Anyway, he he lost the Seahawks a couple of games last year, like he single did. handedly. So I, I will I will whatever. admit I would defend Gerald Everett in that situation more vehemently if he had not had like this really weird uh, pattern of just blowing games like like more yeah. like like multiple fan bases can point to Gerald Everett and be like we lost like three games because you fumbled this moment like most players don't have that yeah, yeah. the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson it, for like no fan <laughs> they, they barely use him there's and and they would rather have just not they, they're like we'll see you later at Gerald like go uh, ahead and sign wherever can I give a quick shout out real quick just because there's not enough gratitude in the world for someone you can mention which is just straight up just Cooper Cup I think yeah. that yeah. every, and I mean this literally, every single player that people drafted in the first round, you had w at least one week where you kind of wondered if you made a mistake, except for freaking Cooper Cup. Even like, like the guys who've been really good, uh, McCaffrey, you know, the beginning wasn't great. All these, Derrick Henry wasn't great the first two weeks. You know, everybody in the, except Cooper Cup though, is if he were a quarterback would be a top five quarterback in fantasy. He's not a quarterback. He's a freaking wide receiver. Cooper Cup, I, I mean, he has more points than Kyler Murray. Wow. He's on track to, I think, have more catches than he did last year. He's just ridiculous. He has 15 points in PPR every week of the season. Yeah. Well, and so my my this, this dovetails nicely into my final uh, honorable mention, which is a negative one, and it's for Matt Stafford. Ooh. Yeah. Who yeah. Matt Stafford this year, if you look at his fantasy finishes in the first four weeks, week one, he was the 30th best quarterback in fantasy. Week two, 10th. And then the last two weeks, 29th. Yeah. Graham's offense is, is a disaster. And Cooper Cup is the only thing keeping them afloat right now. And they are depending on him more than I have seen an offense defend on a player. It's almost like Saquon Barkley, to be honest, but just that yeah. wide receiver. Um, no, yeah. It, Stafford's it's averaged the same amount of points per game as Mitchell Trubisky. Cooper Cup had like 10 catches in the first half against the 49ers. That's the thing. In all seriousness, like the Allen Robinson thing, the Stafford thing, the Cup thing, it's all related. The Rams as a team have, in the McVay era, have always ebbed and flowed with the quality of their offensive line. When their line has been good and dominant, and not like physically dominant because they're more athletic, and they've really, they had like a high IQ line with Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle. They had, um, what was his name? The center, John, I forget his name, but they had a high IQ players. And then ever since they've just had trouble physically dominating people. And when they can't block the whole thing kind of falls apart with like the play action and everything. And they kind when they swapped Goff for Stafford, Stafford helped them because when the line broke down and the projection wasn't perfect, Stafford could do still do stuff. But now Allen Robinson being a essentially like worthless before they get to the 10 yard line like the first 90 yards of the field combined with Van Jefferson being out. This team has no vertical element. Plus and Tutu Atwell is a second round pick and he's a healthy scratch on game days now. Exactly. And, like and he's not to worthless. mention, they probably have a bottom five run offense in the league. They can't oh, do God. anything on the yeah, ground. They can't run the terrible. ball. They're not physical. They're all, first of all, it's not a good line and they're really banged up. The off, and then obviously Cam Akers is, you know, a weird player right now. Daryl Henderson is not the kind of running back that should be on the field four out of every five snaps. Nothing is quite right. Like Ben Skoranek, cool, bless his heart. Like he shouldn't be involved as much as he is. Bless he shouldn't be playing fullback. And yeah. so I, I guess they're, they're making their best of it. But 
you're, I think you're right, Craig, in that maybe other than like the Chiefs, if Travis Kelsey got hurt, I feel like the Rams, if, if Cooper Cup got hurt, I kind of feel like the Rams would be worse than every offense in the NFL, except the Bears, the Baker Mayfields, the uh, Carolina, unless, except for those, they'd be like a bottom 10 offense without Cooper Cup. They're not a Super Bowl contender. It's crazy. No. Every team in the NFC West is two and two. <laughs> not a great division yeah. right now. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, anyway, there you have it. Okay. Start the NFL week off right with a no sweat, same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or you already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. The Colts are playing the Broncos on Thursday night football this week. We could be gluttons for punishment and maybe do Mike Boone, but they signed Latavius Murray. Maybe it's just Naheem Hines. Here's an idea. Just all the unders. Same game parlay, yeah. <laughs> all the unders in this game. Both offenses are putrid. It's Thursday night football. Just go unders on everything. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same game parlays, you can continue building same game parlays even after the game has started. Just sign up with our promo code, Ringer Fantasy. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code Ringer Fantasy to get free bets back if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states, three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet is $5. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT-IN-INDIANA. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. That was clean. <laughs> that was really strong. <laughs> Nicely Love done. that money. All right, let's do some emails. Yeah. It's an email from Christian. Christian. Christian, first of all, he notes that he's almost 40. And um, per our conversation earlier this week, he was listening to us uh, in the bathroom. Mm. Got a lot of those. Thank, thank you for everyone that emailed about taking dumps and reading their phone. We appreciate it. Also, I, I want to say now, maybe this is part of the email, but thank you all to everyone who emailed and wished me happy birthday. That, that meant a lot to me. If you did not listen to those episodes, you're probably like, why did those thoughts just go back to back? <laughs> just skip to the last 15 minutes of our Sunday night show and you'll know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically DK's 40 and, and has no respite from the outside world and his family and responsibilities except when he's in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> uh, Christian then requested that I read this in my rant voice. So I, should I get worked up? Yeah. I kind of want to yeah. get worked up. So I was- Just I, start thinking like, about the fact that Josh quarterbacks Jacobs is get, doing really quarterbacks well. Quarterbacks get more points for running. Oh and yeah, scoring. Should we, should, should we try and like? Should, should we try and get him worked up by just like shouting things he hates? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get me, get me mad. Just saying um, things that make me angry. Points per first down will never happen. <laughs> it's stupid and it will never happen. It's never gonna um, happen. Is that all you got? You're not your cat's father. The cat doesn't know who you are. How dare you? The cat loves me. <laughs> I the love. Cat, um, the cat will eat you if it, if I, you die uh, in your how, apartment. I, all right, I'm la- oh, I'm la- oh, I'm- okay. PPR right, is the best. Is- 
All right. right, email from Christian. How the hell were you so blase about the Alvin Kamara inactive issue? Like, like as in people benching Kamara and then he's out and they're like asking their commissioners like, ooh, let me play him. Line up decisions and reacting to news is all caps. Literally the game we are playing. If you <laughs> missed true. it, too bad. It could have happened to any other league member. Our league plays in Australia where games start at three in the morning and you bet your ass we set alarms on game day if anyone's questionable. Those are the rules. The Australians are so fucking badass. They're built different. (laughs) So are. This country is full of poisonous things and things that want to kill you. They're just built different. (laughs) He goes on TK. Do you remember the Bluey episode Shadowlands? The game is not fun. If you don't play by the rules, if I could just place my ball into the beer pong cup, beer pong sucks. <laughs> good point. If you can't figure out who to play or not, go play best ball. This is real life. And Damn. then he comes as fa- and he says, as fantasy personalities, you t- you three should set the standard and not ride the fence like you did. <laughs> God damn it. I feel so bad now. I know. We let down Australia. I like I that Christian said us straight right there. Should we have Christian come on and yell at us Dude, once a month? Seriously. I like that. Dude, I love, I love it. Yeah. I kind of love that he was like, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes so we need a go. reality check, you know? I appreciate he, that. He basically, He's right, though. Yeah. He basically said, like, suck it up. <laughs> this is the game you signed up for. Set your alarm, pansies. It's going to get tough, you know? It's, it's going to get tough. I actually <laughs> never considered that, that everybody in Australia, games start <laughs> at three in the morning. Good Lord. Can you imagine setting an alarm? For fantasy, imagine playing fantasy football for like 10 years and setting the alarm at three in the morning in Australia just to set your lineups. And then you hear us read that email. I'm like, (laughs) well, the game started at 9 a.m. And what was I supposed to do? Well, Americans are very like commonly known as not self-centered people, you know, so like. True. Yeah. It's not one of our core personality traits. (laughs) We're not selfish, you know. If I lived in Australia, maybe Christian can weigh back in here. Uh, I don't think I'd go to bed on Saturday night. I'd stay up till three, set the lineup, and then go to sleep. That's because you're cool and have a bunch of friends. (laughs) Well, maybe Christian's cool and has a bunch of friends. Flex, Craig. Well, I was just saying, I feel like even if I'm alone watching TV until the middle of the night, I feel like I'm I'm not going to bed at like midnight or one, waking up two hours later. I'm just staying up. Craig's like, I'm so sick. All you pussies going to sleep. I'm just going to stay up till three in the morning. (laughs) You guys must be bitches. Grind tape. That's what the Australians would do. Okay, uh, we also, we, we were talking about DK Metcalf getting carted off to go take a shit mm. in the tunnel. Well, not in the tunnel, he went to the bathroom. But we got email from Kevin who noted that, uh, I didn't know the story, but I guess uh, Wes Welker confirmed this on Dan Lebitard. A Patriots special teamer back in the day named Larry Izzo took a shit on the sideline and like did not get noticed. What? No one f- noticed it. And Belichick gave him the game ball after the game. For not for doing this and not getting caught. Jesus. Wait, 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 back up. He took a shit on the sideline. What is that? Not like on the mean? grass. I think he like found a bucket and they probably put towel over him or he just like found he found a way to maybe he went in the medical tent. I don't know. He, he concealed have, himself in some way though. He shit on the side. Yeah, I don't think he just pulled his pants and no one saw. I think that he got concealed somehow. And he just did it and nobody noticed. And That's pretty gross. gave him the game ball. Don't you think if if Brady did that? The NFL would immediately come up with a rule and instate like some new, oh, we got to get bathrooms on the sideline. But because it was some random special team where they're like, eh, it's all right. Well, the, <laughs> no one, Levitard journalistically kind of fell down on the job because did he wipe? And if so, how did he wash his hands? <laughs> like, did this, did this man poop on the sideline 
and then not wipe and then go play NFL football? Or did he poop on the sideline, wipe, not wash his hands, and then go play football? I'm telling you, man, bidets. Sponsor the NFL bidets. Strike a deal. Maybe he did the Gatorade bottle, actually, instead of wiping, just like squirt, you know, water. Maybe it was one of those ghost poops that you just don't, there's nothing there. I feel you like know? that's not the kind of thing that comes up so urgently in the midst of an NFL game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Good point. All right. We also got uh, a fantasy court from Moses. Moses. Felt, Moses. Yeah. All right. It's so hard to turn the man down. So my brother just had his first child on Wednesday, and I went up against I went up against him in fantasy this past week. I'm the commissioner. On Sunday, I see the following text message from my brother who's on LA time. Can I get a new dad exception? And can you change out Alvin Kamara for Clyde Edwards Alaire? <laughs> Uh, didn't know he was out starting to play. Camara was questionable all week, obviously. And then Moses writes, knowing he just had the baby and has got no sleep, I accepted based on the fact that he was going against me and not anyone else in the league, which mm. is most of the people he hasn't met before. Fast forward to Sunday night. I lost by 12 points and the entire <laughs> margin I would have won if I yeah, just not let him do this. I'm pissed. Do I take my loss and honor the good deed as a new uncle? Or do I go Sith Lord and just bench Clyde and move myself to 4-0 by winning <laughs> and give myself a better chance to make the playoffs in the only league I care about? Well, I feel like we've had a, a question about new dads before in lineup question and lineup changes, and I can't remember what we ruled. We need, a, we need some precedent here. It really does feel like it's impossible to both have a child and manage a fantasy football life. That seems <laughs> like that, just too many things. I think yeah. that the, the only exception to our new, like you know what we should call this Australia Rules Football? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like just set your lineups like almost no exceptions the exceptions are just births and deaths there's really no other reason i mean i feel like i feel like he made his bed and he just needs to lie in it now made his bed as in the guy who swapped out camara for clyde yeah dude, no it's he, the guy who had the it. kid it's like look dude you decided to have that kid time during football season no no no, no, no i'm talking about the commissioner made the change and then he didn't like the result he can't change it now no, I know. I was kidding. I oh, agree okay. with you. I just thought it'd be funnier if I said <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, obviously. Wear a you rubber, can't change dude. your mind because yeah. you lost. Although that's kind of a funny precedent. Like, I did this because I thought I would beat you anyway. But now that I've <laughs> lost, I actually would like to rescind my kindness because it was an empty gesture to begin mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. I also love that, like, this show doesn't air until Wednesday. So theoretically, if this guy were to listen to this and then make a change, it wouldn't happen until probably, like, Wednesday or Thursday, which is, like, practically the next week. Can you imagine waiting See if anyone days? notices. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Quietly white white outing like the, the three and one and turning it into a four and zero. Oh, Dude, it would be funny if commissioners just tried to do that, just changing week one scores and like not no one noticing the standings change. <laughs> Gotta be honest, I, I probably wouldn't notice for some of my Dude, leagues. you have so much autonomy as a commissioner nowadays yeah. on like Yahoo. You can do anything. You can just change scores, you can add players to people's teams, you can change like standings, matchups, and like I could just go and just like change around whoever's playing in week ten. Nobody would know. I mean, it says the little LM made an update thing, though. No one's checking, you know. That. Speaking of no one's checking, I got we got a uh, we got a tweet, I think, or an email saying that we fucked up the order of who got the questions right uh, on their last show. Like, so it says Craig won the George Pickens showdown time with a 500 million miles against the answer of 190. That's a difference of 310 million. DK and Hyphens' guesses were way closer. <laughs> I don't. I, I would have to check the tape because I don't actually remember. But apparently, oh we God, just let you we... have Pickens without actually it, checking. It was 190 million was the answer. I think DK guessed like eight million, which is way closer. 
<laughs> no, I guessed eight million. You're right. I was right. And I just kept talking about <laughs> so <laughs> Craig just took him. This is why you just got to be confident sometimes. This is like, you know, if you're going in somewhere that you're not supposed to be, you just look like you belong there. I think just because I was, I felt somewhat validated that I was equally as, as off as Heifetz was that we just assumed that meant I won just because my 500 million guess wasn't so egregiously wrong. And so we just kind of penciled that in as a win for me. I think that the reason is it's like, okay, if you were going to buy, I don't know, a pair of shoes, like an, like a nice, nice pair of shoes. And I was like, okay, how much are these? And you said 500 and I said $8. And, <laughs> and they the were answer was, The answer was 190 For some reason, I, like Craig's feels closer. Even though further. Like the idea that I thought something cost $8. Like, yes. Yeah, because in the binary sense, it's like I guessed expensive and Heifetz gets cheap. And yeah. expensive was the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so okay. I kind of, I think I just was like $8 million. That's If you're in the, I was so wrong from the hundreds. I, I wasn't even in the tens of millions. I kind of but, was thinking about the math and I'm like, oh, that is more. I'm like, that seems wrong to me still. I can't believe we missed that though. Cause I think Hy- or DK gets 20 million. That's like obviously way closer. <laughs> so Can you believe math, people math is not my strong suit. I think every time we do these trivia, people must think I can't believe I take advice from these guys. <laughs> these guys are so <laughs> just what I think I, you can't you know get what, any man? dumber. I maintain that these are very difficult trivia questions. These are harder than the questions you get at like a Tuesday night trivia night at a bar. These are oh, very yeah, difficult. 100%. Half the bit is they're like literally impossible. They're impossible How far away to is the answer? If you didn't listen to the show, the question was. We do the trivia tiebreakers to decide waivers. <laughs> the question was, Elon Musk fired his Tesla Roadster into space <laughs> four years ago. How many miles away is it from Earth? So yeah, maybe it's, it's not that easy to answer. All right. Yeah. It's all for the content. It's all for the people. You know what I mean? Should we do a <laughs> trivia question right now as a little treat? Yeah, sure. 100%. All right, here. Just for the people who stick around, we'll do a little trivia question right now. Uh, pull one out. Shout out Seth, who actually sent a, a, a Google Sheet with actually a lot of good ones in it. Wow. So shout out Seth. Thanks. Oh yeah, that, thank you for that. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, I want to do one of these that I haven't done on the the waiver show. I look at it; it's kind of like starting Al, not Alan Robinson's thing. Like starting, I don't know, Rashad Penny. Where every week you're like, oh, I should do this, and you never do. But I like it. <laughs> I should do this. How many cities with four major pro sports teams? Features zero teams with animal names. <laughs> oh my god! I bet you it's like three. Well, first of all, there's how many cities have four major sports teams? Not that many, right? Probably. Like, oh yeah, that's okay. Like so dozen, maybe. I don't yeah. know. New York, L.A., Tampa Bay, Boston. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, football, baseball, hockey. Yeah, Dallas. Do, do the Sharks count as like a Bay Area hockey team or no? This is where it gets complicated. Is there San Jose? It's like, does that? The San Jose. Oh, yeah, definitely. San Jose. Yes, I think that's. But that counts there. like, can you say like Niners, Giants, Sharks? Like, can you do that? I think so. Warriors? Okay. You tell me how far is San Jose from San Francisco? Aren't they right next to each other, basically? Yeah, kind of. I mean, maybe like 40, 30, 40 minutes. If it's within an hour, that's the same place as far as my money is concerned and for sports okay. teams. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three cities. My first thought was five. Probably just one. Yeah, it's gonna be too high. It's probably like Minnesota, because they have the wild, they have the 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 Oh uh, no, Vikings. the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Oh, the Timberwolves, damn. Well, let's figure this out together. This is why I haven't asked it. It's gonna take the, the 49ers, uh, the Warriors. So it's, it's, it's mascots without an animal, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sharks, no. Oh, it's LA. The Dodgers, Lakers are not a Lakers, thing. Oh, the Rams. Never mind. <laughs> oh my God, I'm an idiot. It's New York. Jesus. The Knicks and the Nets aren't things. The uh, the Rangers and the Islanders are people. Giants. The Giants and the Jets. And then the Yankees and the Mets. So it's, it's New York. Can't believe it took me so long. It's definitely New York. It's just New York. You think it's only New York? Uh, all right. I just looked it up. There's, New York is one of them, but there's three. Oh, mm. I got it. Three. Nice. And I should have gotten the other one. We said one of them. Wait, Boston. Bruins. Oh, that's a bear. Uh, da- did you say Dallas? Yes. Yeah, so it's the Cowboys. Mavericks. Cowboys. Uh, and then the, the Stars. And then the Rangers. Yeah. So Dallas is the second one. Oh, and yeah. then the third Isn't one. Isn't a Maverick a, a horse? No. What? No. The mascot's a horse. A Maverick? I think, they're, I think a Maverick is not a horse. They just chose to make a mascot yeah. a horse. It's like how Stanford's fucking mascot a is tree? a tree for no reason. <laughs> wow, I thought a Maverick was a horse. That's not That's not the case? I don't know what the definition of a Maverick is. A Maverick I mean, is like someone who's not. just like a rogue. But you're right. I guess I never thought about how they're, they have a horse in their logo. I never really thought about that, to be honest. Is a Maverick, a Maverick is an animal, usually a form of cattle that does not carry a brand. Really? Huh. Ha! So it is an animal. Oh, all right. Well, I didn't know. That. All right. Well, the, there's one more city. Four teams, no animals. I, uh, I, I can give you a hint if you guys want it. Yeah. I mean, I, sh- I should have gotten this one. DC? Yes. Oh. Commanders, <laughs> Capitals, Nationals, Wizards, and the Wizards. Hmm. So Heifetz didn't get New York or DC. <laughs> the two places he lives. I got New York. I just forgot the other place. I knew that I, I knew Seattle was eliminated because we don't have a basketball team. Okay. That's good trivia. That's fun. Thank you to everyone who stuck around. All right. Our rankings will be up later this week. Fantasyfootball.thereo.com to help you start sit and check that out. Yeah. There we go. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Kai, for doing the timer. Thank you, Tom Tom, as always. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Booker T and the MGs. Green Onions, the Sandlot yeah. song. Nice, Craig. Fantastic song. Yeah. Their whole, their whole catalog is great, Craig. You should look it up. I, you know, the Green Onions is the only song I've ever heard from them. I should go back. And, it's and, all kind of in that, I don't know if all their songs are like that, but like a lot of their songs are in that, that vibe. Is it kind of just like instrumental? Like kind it's of like funky. Yeah, like funky instrumentals. Cool. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if they're all like that, but there's definitely a good amount of them. I'm going to play Green Onion because I don't know if I've heard it or not. I don't know the name of that you song. Def- if you've seen Sandlot, the second you hear it, you'll be like, oh my God, this song is classic. Oh my God, yeah. Amazing wow, song. Wow, yeah. I've heard that Very a good. trillion times. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is I don't know just... I'm like, I just don't know the names of songs, but yeah, that's... I feel like it's in a lot of movies. Have yeah, we ever done the one. thing where we figured out what songs are just straight up in the most movies? Like, just cross correspond songs by, I guess, I don't know, box office or total gross with DVDs or whatever and just try to figure out like what is the most heard songs in movies That's a good I don't question. know if that database exists we need a true media for wouldn't be that hard to box movie songs we can figure that out yeah if somebody knows that if somebody knows how to find that out easily let us know alright goodbye everyone <laughs> <laughs>